0: Up. Black Stay up. Down yeah, with no Man, I'm telling you If you want to live your best life now You just get a good beat Get a good artist Get a good producer Get a good movie, hopefully And just dream, dream dreams Bro He is winning. Bruh, bruh. He
1: didn't even have to put out an album this year and he just won.
0: Bro, bro, I'm saying that album is probably going to win Grammys, bro. It's going to be cats sad next year when they host these Grammys and be like, yeah, uh, best rap album, everything is going to be a soundtrack. So.
1: That's okay. Yeah, man.
0: uh, Listen, before we get too excited about life, let's introduce ourselves. I'm John Parker. And I'm Dan Duncan. This is Don't Do That, Bro. It's a podcast about men winning. That's right. It's about helping men ride waves of life. And staying afloat. That's right. It's That's a, right. It's about life caddying at its finest. That's Come what on. we do here. Another one. An- another one. You another know what I'm one? saying? That's what we do right Bro, now. We got the keys, one. baby. We got major <laughs> keys right now. Major key alert. We're excited because it's a week that big things are popping. You know what I'm saying? uh For blurreddom. But I guess people at large. It's not just blurs, but everybody's winning w- this what's week. What's a blur? Blurred. B L E R D. Black Nerd, man. Oh, man. blurds man.
1: So is everyone, like, a blurred now, now that Black Panther's out? Like, you got Lecrae, like, tweeting, like, like his Black Panther comics, like, he's been on the game for, like, like years. Does that frustrate you when you've been, like, someone who's, like, been supporting, like, it's, not just Black Panther, yeah, but yeah. there's a whole, like, pantheon oh, of, yeah. like, Black superhero comics I can,
0: I can run them down bro I, know you I, could. I, I will not for the sake of you know our, our our time here today right what i think it's like this man you got to look at it from two perspectives so one is like people like excluding lecrae because you know people like to you know here we go next thing you know we're getting tweets right but it, people like to be fans of the hot thing right so like you and your dogs right i'm sure there was hella georgia dog fans right uh, coming out the woodworks Bro, going, from everywhere from everywhere spending money showing up in Pasadena all of this stuff when there was no nothing from them in the years pre- previous yeah, right when
1: we went seven and five no one no, no one, one cared
0: there was no go dogs all right, right it was it was bad dog you know or whatever people say when you're not winning right and so I think the thing is now it's like it's so many angles right so I'm gonna just come from bandwagon I think that it's good it's Marvel is doing Disney is doing what they're supposed to do to sell comics to sell movies to, to sell trilogies to sell whatever it's so much Black Panther merchandise being sold right now bro they are probably making more money on this doggone merchandise than they're probably gonna make on I don't know I don't know Ant-Man I don't know bro I'm pretty sure that this merchandise is, is probably eclipsing a Marvel movie right now so they're winning what I don't like is that people are going to be able to i don't i don't know i can't even art, it's hard to articulate bro without sounding like a hater because we really the movie that started all of this is blade and nobody gives blade its credit blade started this superhero shenanigans name a movie that was superhero that was marvel or anything that before blade bro there may have been one
1: something may have happened and there was one. There was one black superhero that he was the green, the green Enso, Encino man. Uh, no, oh, um, what
0: are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> wait a minute, Blank Man or Meteor Man? Meteor Man, yeah, Meteor Man. Nobody, I can, yeah, I can name that oh, one. Oh, for sure, you can name or it.
1: You have old old Batman movies and yeah. stuff like that. But listen, but Blade, as far as like the Ma-
0: new Marvel new, not Teenage even Ninja just Ninja black. Turtles. Yeah, just 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 from from comic book to film, Blade started Marvel's run of the situation, right? And so when we get to a point now where it's just like, man, because it's cool, because it's hit, because it's a thing, and Black Panther seems to be this movement, this momentum that's that Marvel has dumped his money into, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 gonna be a good situation. When it comes to everybody being a blurred now, I think it is going to start some trend where people are gonna, I don't know, start pretending like they care about things that they didn't care about before. The unfortunate piece is going to drive up comic book prices. It's going to drive up all these things for people that have been trying to collect for years and do certain things. It's going but to make-
1: hopefully that got in way early on the ground floor. And you guys got some comics that you can, yeah. you could potentially turn now all the yeah. interest is there,
0: but I'm going to do that. I like to keep stuff too. You know what I'm saying? So like, I mean, it's just the point where like you go to a comic book shop. I was in New York. I went to Midtown comics that I like to support online. Cause they have a lot of 40% off 50% off dude. I went there and it just, the prices were just outrageous. Like it's just like, bro, like, Stuff that would have been in a dollar bin six months a year ago, sure. you know what I'm saying, and now are two times the cover price. You know what I'm saying. So I don't know. I, I, I again, you got me on a nerd rant that I can go in so many directions. But I think the blur... I'm glad for blurred them. I'm good. I'm glad for black people to be able to be free to enjoy nerdy things and sure. and then not be a source of contention or sure. you know people to get talked about. But I think it's it's bad for. Um, diehards and people that have been in this for a long time because now it becomes a point where you have to compete with you know the dollars you know what i'm saying like i can't just go into a shop grab some books go and read them or even trades like trades are going up things you know trades are collected editions of of, of comics that have been around for sure. a while or whatever those prices are going up so it does nothing for the the poor guy that just wants to read books and it just makes people that are new fan new fans that have the money to spend to be able to spend the money right you know, Was that all the way debbie downer was that
1: no it it, it makes sense and i there's something about like the, the group of people and you know whether you're in or mm-hmm. not in this group of people the yeah. group of people that likes to find things first and yeah. say like we were here first yeah. yeah and that group of people will now move on to yeah. the other things that yeah. are undiscovered or lesser yeah. known yeah. and then now though yeah there will be a group of people where you know Black Panther is, is mainstream and I think yeah. for good right like there there hasn't been a great black mainstream mm-hmm. superhero mm-hmm. and it's showing the the discrepancy in that, and how many, how much people are excited yeah. about this? You
0: didn't like Steel? You didn't like uh <laughs> what was the other one? What was the one on
1: Netflix? The Netflix, uh, got, uh, I can The one it. that just came out like a year ago. um Not Luke Cage, you're about Yeah, Luke Cage. Oh, Luke Cage. God, yeah. that was so bad. Hey man, hey, just to hey man. Co- no, that is it is terrible. That acting. Is it was all new actors, man. Listen, he did a better job in defenders. Out, he did a better job. He's working on it. You Some know what of I'm those taglines, dude. Oh my goodness, that's it's what that's so... what it was. Sweet Christmas,
0: man. That's what you know. You know, Luke Cage was a pacifist in the comic books, right? So even the whole like fighting and all that other stuff. If people pay attention to it, it was probably awkward and weird because that wasn't what he was about. You know what I'm saying? But you're not going to get that. You're just going to be like, oh, man, this is terrible fight scenes. Ah, Everything's blah, blah, blah.
1: He doesn't want to fight, man. He's a lover. Okay. We can move on. (laughs) We can move on because we have other things going on in this world. Uh, We'll talk actually more about Black Panther uh and talking about specifically the the movie and what we think about it at the end of this episode. Uh, But this episode, we're going to be chatting through uh you know some olympics mm-hmm. uh we're gonna be talking mm-hmm. through uh, uh who's your caddy yes and and then we're gonna be talking through entrepreneurship um we have decided that we have not shared enough about our you know businesses in mm-hmm. the past. we mm-hmm. talk a lot about them in kind of vague like you know life experiences, but we're yeah. gonna g- dive into entrepreneurship, what we've learned over you know fifteen twenty years yeah. of starting businesses and, yeah. and 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 how we've got to this point yeah. in our careers, so for sure. Let's kick it off, though, with who's your who's caddy. Your Fourth District.
0: Uh, seem to me like Dan Duncan always offer hand the hands you deny nine. Iron. Always the nine iron. What you need a caddy for if he always gonna give you the same club, huh?
1: Hashtag. who's your caddy.
0: So, um, you know, usually in times past, right? 2017, 2016, 2015. We were fans of putting guys on blast um right now i'm in a place where i don't want to reward you um, by getting any shine for the shenanigans that you're about uh unless we win unless there's some don't do that bro capital that gets advanced in this today in starting a conversation about entrepreneurship i don't even remember where this came from how i got this link but i sent Dan this link on facebook about a young man um i can't even i don't i don't i don't want to say his name you have
1: to People I mean,
0: need to see. I don't know the. I don't know him at all. You know what I'm saying? I, I say his name. I can't do it, bro. I will. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man, bro. Um, his s- name is Mike McClure Jr. That's the guy that posted. But oh, I think it's Ivan Ivan T.
0: Jones. Don't listen from from man to man right you know what i'm saying i'm I'm trying to take a a, a page out of uh he has metro
1: pcs so <laughs> that, should be Day, that, fir- does, that should be your first clue <laughs> wow. and then whatever that cat is next to his <laughs> messenger also is a hint that this dude's in oh, trouble you all can see this no picture one lo- no one loves this guy <laughs> Tell so we- who is who is this ivan i don't T. i don't jones. i don't know
0: mr jones all i know is so there's things that happen right and this may be cultural right so a lot of times, and, and this may not be, well, certain things are cultural. So when people of my ethnicity get a little money and they have entre- entrepreneurial spirit, they either open up a barbershop, some food place, a hair shop if you're or salon if you're a lady, or they start making t-shirts, right? It's just, it's just a thing that happens, right? Um, depending on your aspirations, you may start other things. But those are the general four things that people of my culture, whatever that means to the people, start. Nail shop, hair shop, barbershop food place start selling t-shirts right so this guy i'm assuming is a believer in in y- yahweh yeshua jesus because of the nature of
1: his t-shirts maybe or maybe he's just trying to print things that that people <laughs> will buy
0: i don't know because i would rather go with the first option because if it's about things that people will buy i'm not sure <laughs> not necessarily to these um i've seen a lot of t-shirts in my day i've, I've i we talked about that i had a t-shirt company at one point in time too sure. right um so basically, um, this this one particular shirt in cursive says "saved" underneath in a font that I, I don't know. Is that Helvetica? What do you think that font is?
1: Uh, yeah, it's um it's
0: Times New Roman. Yeah,
1: Times New Roman.
0: All right, it says "saved af af in in today's culture af. Uh, if something is cool af, if it's dope af, if it's you know whack af. What does af stand for? As Yep, that's what it stands for. So this t shirt isn't signifying that somebody has saved AF. But not only does he have the cursive saved, the Helvetica AF, he gives you the idea of what AF means underneath in In his terms. In in parentheses. right? Is is that is that those what yeah. those two lines indicate yeah. parentheses? Yeah. AF stands for and favored.
1: Saved AF. Saved and favored. Now this is like a cultural this is something that, you know, black christianity (laughs) let's say often right i think saved and favored i think and
0: favored i would give to yes black people and probably like pentecostal holiness culture i think maybe uh assemblies of god because that's the white version of right Of, of 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 pentecostalism yes um i think and favored is definitely definitely negro culture (laughs) and then there may be spins off of of that because i feel like martha menese who you're probably not familiar with her sister was the lady that said jesus is on his way back to the white house remember that meme you didn't see that meme no you didn't see that
1: meme no i think
0: it was the day the election happened or the day after the election martha menese's sister which i can't remember her name they're both white ladies or whatever had a picture of white jesus carrying suitcases said jesus is on his way back to the white house Wow. Indicating that he hadn't been there any other time or maybe at least in the late, at, late, the last, the last eight, eight years. years. You know what I'm saying? So that didn't wow. go well for her, you know, black constituency. But anyway, so then he has another one um, that says F period U period C period K period. I don't that's that spells uh, uh
1: the F word Fahook. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um But then again, in parentheses, it says favored under Christ's kingdom.
1: You know he sat there with like a uh, pencil and pad for like <laughs> 25 minutes coming up with, I want to put this on a t-shirt, on a sweatshirt in this specific case. I want to put the expl- expl- expletive mm-hmm. in big bold letters, but uh-huh. I need to figure out what it could stand for. Mm-hmm. And he was like, favored, mm-hmm. uh, under, <laughs> mm, mm. Christ, mm-hmm
0: kingdom 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 so what i'm saying is maybe he's maybe he's a blood gang because all of these are red t-shirts right and he put the ck because if he's a crib it had have been cc it'd have been favored under Christ's kingdom with a c right so that's a little joke doom doom um so what i'm thinking is i think it took more than 25 minutes i think he got in his prayer closet I think that he sought the face of the Lord. I think he laid out prostrate before God. And I, are you familiar with laying out prostrate? Yeah, I know what I mean. You lay down, lay down, face first, arms out. I think there may have been some tongues involved. Again, I don't know Mr. Jones, but I'm a, I'm a, I, I, based on the content of these these letters. Yeah,
1: and there's other there's other (laughs) T-shirts. Let's just dive. Can we do the last one? No, come on. We have to do the last one. Do the last one because I'm tired of even talking about
0: this. (laughs) B period. I period. T I c h i'm sorry b i t c h i added an extra b i t c h blessed in the church house ho
1: is that an actual saying, or I, I, did he just need like an H at the end, so he put house, <laughs> the church house? Isn't that saying, like, house, house? Isn't that saying, like, church, church? Like, I, I mean, the church house is a thing. That is, again, culture. We
0: headed to the church house. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh,
1: really? That's like a, a saying, church house. Church house.
0: You know what I'm saying? We headed to the church house. Don't know where it came from. Don't know where it started. After this, it might need to end. <laughs> but <laughs> what I'm saying is... There was some time. Let's go to the car vehicle. <laughs> we well, don't live in a church, but that is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know big house you know what i'm saying so maybe it maybe it started with slave culture right the big house you know what i'm saying the church house the slave house you know what i'm saying you know you put a acronym not an acronym you put a adjective yeah in front of house to describe what, what
1: house you're, what house going, you're going,
0: going to okay you know what i'm saying the lexicon lessons you know what i'm saying we in here we're sign. we're we're uh
1: we're breaking down th- the ridiculousness of Amen. this guy's business we're sociologists this is a business this
0: is a it says Proud of you, Ivan T. Jones, of starting your own clothing line. Love you, and I pray. Okay, God. so K- we,
1: we can caddy open. Ivan T. Jones yeah. here in a second. Okay, we need to caddy Mike McClure oh, Jr. more so, for sure, for because sure. Whether or not, way to go on you, Ivan T. Jones. You decided you, you you believed in something, and you went and, and he started looks very happy. A, a terrible business. He looks very happy. But Mike McClure Jr., you know your friend. Yep, made a terrible business, yep. and you went and encouraged him for probably. Three extra months of doing a <laughs> terrible business, <sighs> but what are friends for? You know what are friends for outside
0: of to encourage you. See, we're talking about we're talking about friends. We're not talking about caddies. A caddy says he sees this and he says, "Hey man, I'm gonna give you the proper. I mean, right now you're on a boogie board. You're trying to get to a surfboard. You're gonna keep falling off because your boogie board is not meant for this ocean, right?" hey, you're trying to put, let me take that driver out of your hand and show you how to put. A friend, on the other hand, will say, that's a great idea, man. I wish I had come up with it. You know why this came about? Have you seen those God is dope t-shirts? Yep. And so, so he was like, yo, I need to capitalize on this market. They already got God is dope. WWJD is done. Nobody's wondering what Jesus would do anymore. How can I take what... Jesus we... is my homeboy. Jesus is my homeboy. What is the new wave? This is the new wave. We're going to take explicit language and represent
1: it for god's kingdom like you couldn't pay me a thousand dollars to wear this shirt not even to the ugly sweater no (laughs) no because i would have to explain myself literally every 10 seconds to someone oh no no, did you read the subtext (laughs) did you read the parentheses because that's the joke <laughs> it's funny no this is serious no. i
0: guarantee you this is serious i guarantee you bro i'm i'm telling you i could see him laying out and i don't know how far you to think take this bro. This seriously bro his face this is not a smile of like i'm just trying this this is a face of like you do think this
1: is a john christ christian comedy nah bro shirt i don't think so you bro. think this is like i need to reclaim these words in the name of the lord That's even further than I
0: thought, but that is, that is, that is, it's somewhere along, it's somewhere in the lines of how do I redeem, right? And the Lord has given me a vision for this business. Okay.
1: Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship, (laughs) but first we need to begin that there are some dreams that should become reality. Yep. And there are some dreams Mm -hmm. that should like never, you should never even whisper them to a friend. And this (laughs) falls into the ladder.
0: I feel like he had a, the same AF. It, it could have. It could and favorite. it. It may maybe maybe you're right. Maybe I should take this as a comedy, but I don't think it is because the F U C K and the B I T C H, bro. It's it, the words that follow are too real. Like Ivan like, T. Jones. No, hey man, I'm with you. I'm with you. This, this like is this is. You've
1: made some dope T-shirts. You're I, wearing a friend's yeah. dope sweatshirt that yeah, my was company, company designed. That you designed. Dave Dawkins did it, but you know, I, you know, I like i like people getting in clothing i just you know shout out to we yeah dope clothing line printing t-shirts i think it's making shoes it's it's a it's a cool way to start a business because Mm -hmm. it's a a relatively low barrier to entry Mm -hmm. you can fairly easily print something on t-shirt and help someone elevate something that they wanted to tell the world about their identity clothing is a fashion is 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 a huge part of who we are today in society you're walking billboard yeah exactly and people want that so creating fashion that people resonate with big baller brand whatever it is it's not a bad business to get into yeah but it is if you don't have any fashion sense yeah or and maybe i'm wrong maybe that like this maybe this takes off because it's so out there Yeah. but to me this is like two thousand dollars just wasted because (laughs) you printed 10 of these but the the thing is that now that i think about it right
0: so black culture right so i don't know how this this resonates in any other type of situation but there are going to be some church ladies that don't know af in pop culture right saved and favored and they're gonna love it they're gonna be like yo because there's a song i'm blessed and highly favored there's you know there's plenty of songs like that right Um, gospel music or i don't know this contemporary maybe ccm i don't know but that idea of being blessed and highly favored is a thing right so when they see that saved and favored it's just that it should have been maybe blessed af because saved af is like a different thing right if it was blessed af i think he could have, uh, you know what i'm saying ran with that you know what i'm saying because that works blessed af like i'm blessed as fuck. like that's cool like i could work with that yeah, right someone dropped that in the speech somewhere. right 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 i I feel like big sean or somebody else like that's something that somebody that they a rapper would say yeah. right you know yeah. what i'm saying
1: yeah the pseudo christian a grew up in the south might, ra- black rapper yeah i might i might no should i do that I feel like I could run with that, bro. I think you could run with it. Cause now that we're talking about this, like I do think this is gonna fail because uh yeah. clearly his marketing plan was like to stand in front of a Christmas tree and cheese yeah. like yeah, is yeah. not cool enough. Yeah. yeah so like yeah. his his like grind just yeah. isn't at a level that I think could get it to take off. Yo. But if you got if you DJ had, Khaled if, to be like, I'm blessed AF, bro. If you got if you got an A list celebrity Come to on, wear dog. it it would be something Ivan T. Ivan T. I might be scooping you bro <laughs> <laughs> so i T. you were gonna fail and someone should have told you you were gonna fail that's the point of this the second point is is you can kind of do anything as yep. long as you know someone who will co-sign it
0: bro and that's why we're the marketing guys or the business guys that we are we've learned these things right this all of this just came to me because i like this will work for an old church lady right or maybe somebody that's super christian or in a christian culture that is like yo i'm saved af you know what i'm saying and favored because that i mean that's cute in that world yeah but like outside of that like it's like burnout right so people start businesses to hit a market to hit a quick lick and then they're done
1: yeah right this is definitely if it would to be successful it's a flash in the pan there's no there's no second Mm -hmm. uh like product line that Mm -hmm. you're coming out with nah bro not, this is not like, from this this is like the mall stand right right kiosk this is mall kiosk right yeah, this, this, is, mall this is perfect
0: kiosk. that's a perfect example this is mall kiosk so Ivan T will probably kill Greenbrier South DeKalb North DeKalb <laughs> mall you know what I'm saying this ain't gonna work at, at Linux if you're not familiar with it, Atlanta Google those places this is not a Linux kiosk you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. um, and I, mean, I think again we, the the right side of the screen the F-U-C-K and the B-I-T-C-H that's when it's it was too much, much. that's too when it was too much. too much you
1: have to explain it yeah. to anybody yeah. and be like no 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 it's it means something yeah Nah. whether serious or funny yeah it's too much right right it's too much bro i mean even like and if it's not too much for you (laughs) let's have a separate conversation about what should be too much for you this is what should be there's a line that has been crossed like the person that this is not too much for you named your child something so ridiculous (laughs) that they have to explain it every single interview yeah oh it's a family name yeah why or black it doesn't it does not matter like there are some strange ass white names yeah, out there That's yeah. like it's a family name mm-hmm. no it's not it's Stop not it. a family name There are <laughs> family family things that need to end yep and yep. Jebediah is no longer one of those <laughs> things. Jebediah needs to go bro like
0: no I'm trying so hard my grandma's name is Ruth I want to put that in one of my children so bad it's just it's just dated you know what yeah, I'm saying it's like it Bessie is. you know what I'm saying it's like man like or it's a middle name that you just put in there and you just let it simmer in homage to grandma. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like in Hampton, like that's my my grandfather's uh, uh middle name. Uh or last name. That's my my mom's maiden name. I want to whip that in, but it's just 2018, bro. Hampton, bro. I feel like Hampton Parker. It's it sounds 1856. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. You know, I just can't do it, bro. It, I, I want to. You say that and I think it might be like on the top 10 names next year, <laughs> like at this point in time. <laughs>
0: hey man just pop culture black panther's got to have a character named hampton in it and then we run it right who knows now. who yeah, knows
1: well ivan t jones yeah we love you bro we, we wish you the best we're but doing. we think you should probably uh tone it down yeah and find your a-list celebrity yeah to co-sign it bro ideally DJ Khaled who bro. is terrible on stage because I actually got to film him yeah. uh, last week yeah. in Minneapolis around the Super Bowl oh. God it's bad it's bad it's bro. so bad for like f- he did four songs uh. and literally just his performance was another one uh. DJ Khaled
0: so he needs to do like he was it the we Grammys got
1: the he just he just he just basically like like you know sampled himself the whole time
0: Oh, uh. so he so he was DJing or he was he no, was talking he was just on a mic he was just, just on a mic yeah, so... Somebody got to caddy him because I've seen guys like him. Like he's like a Kirk Franklin, like a hype man on the song type of situation, right? Where he's not going to be dancing and jumping, but I think he needs to spend that money and pay the performers to come and do some of the songs, right? Yep. Payday retainer or get the people that's bringing you out the payday retainer. And then you just be there like, because at the Grammys, all it was Rihanna and Travis Scott, right? It felt
1: very similar, but take Rihanna shaking all that she has beautifully. With with your mama major. (laughs) uh, Off the stage and just put him there.
0: Yeah, no, it doesn't
1: work. It's yeah. not the same without yeah. Travis
0: and without, uh, Rihanna,
1: yeah, like, Jennifer Lopez had taken a four song break and he, she just sent I'm him out here. there. <laughs> All right, cool. Just like, <laughs> and it was fun. Like the first song, everyone's like, Oh, DJ yeah, here. Yeah, That's yeah. fun. Yeah. And then by song two, everyone's like, okay, we thought this was, this is, this was fun for like yeah. a minute. Yeah it's not fun it's anymore. like the
0: dj that doesn't know that you're only supposed to play like a minute of the hot song yes. right like or when you go to the event and they're playing that whole toronto jump on it jump on it and then it's like they play the whole second verse and the whole th- bro we got the nostalgia i feel the fresh prince of bel-air spirit give me 30 seconds to a minute of that that's all i need bro
1: and, talk about the don't do that bro for djs yeah. this guys this was not even on the show list today <laughs> Promise you. uh djs that sit up there and like have all the actions but nothing changes in the song (laughs) and like they're like like touching buttons and turning things up and down and like literally it's like the song i heard on the radio like driving in (laughs) i get so mad i want to walk up and just like unplug everything from them and and just like watch the song continue on just as it had Mm -hmm. even though they're sitting back there like dancing and like acting like they're doing things if you're a dj You have two options. Learn to actually live mix Mm -hmm. and like switch songs Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and scratch in, scratch out and whatever. Or don't.
0: Or don't. Or don't.
1: Please. Because it's the worst watching a DJ just pretend.
0: Yeah it's like so they have to sell themselves so it's like being in the music industry right so if you have a, a, a producer that's trying to sell a beat when you're in the studio with them they crank it up real loud they get all excited they flail their arms they jump around to try to sell you on a beat the same thing these dj dudes be doing now man they try to make it seem as if like they're putting on the hypest show ever and they put so much work in and it's like bro it's pre-recorded and now like dan is saying you just pulling knobs bro you just pushing buttons that don't do anything mm-hmm. and it's just like you're a fraud yep i need you to stop i need you to stop please Just be regular. It's the worst. It's the worst, bro. So listen, guys, if you didn't catch the drift, if you didn't smell what the caddies were cooking, this who's your caddy has been a public service announcement, a PSA, about entrepreneurship. If you're a friend of a person, supposed to be a life caddy of a person, a lifeguard per se, for the person that comes with a not great idea, if you can't help them make that idea great, you need to love them enough to say, hey, I see you. Stop it. I love your heart. I love your entrepreneurial spirit. I want to save you some money, but I also want you to understand that what you're doing right now is not gonna work long term. Ivan T, this would have been this is a great flash in the pan. This is a great get in. It's Christmas time. Hit all the church ladies up. Boom, boom, boom. I as a grown man or even a teenager, I'm not wearing this to school right i'm not wearing this anywhere publicly where people need to see me that's the thing the lens you need to think through when you're coming up with clothing lines right who is going to wear this and why
1: yep and how often yes and
0: is there any longevity
1: like i have the most comfortable sweatshirt i own Mm -hmm. (laughs) on the front of it and it was given to me says you just wouldn't understand And I, it pains me every time that I can only wear it in my house when, like, only my <laughs> wife has seen it. Yep, yep. Because I brought it home, where she was like, "What is this?" I'm like, "It doesn't matter. It's yeah. so comfortable." So comfortable. But I could never. I'll yeah. like if someone comes over, I will go change <laughs> out of that sweatshirt. You just don't understand. And like I'm just, I just, I can't be that emo yeah. and make that statement because I know it says something about myself. So. Yeah.
0: But you, it would have been a great coffee mug. That's a great first thing in the there morning. You, you just want there to understand, go. right? Do some
1: focus groups. Come on, Figure focus groups. Come fix. on, Ivan T. Figure out how to do Come it. Come on. Y'all, that was Who's Your Caddy. We'll be Who's that your
0: back. district. Uh, seem to me like Dan Duncan always offer a hand to You the nine iron. Always the nine iron. What you need a caddy for if he always gonna give you the same club, huh?
1: Hashtag. Who's your caddy? This episode of Don't Do That, Bro is brought to you by Eastlit Coffee, a coffee roasting company serving specialty coffees that are unique yet familiar, complex, comforting, featuring diverse origins that are delicious and approachable. Use FORTH, that's F-O-R-T-H, to get 40% off your first bag of coffee from Eastlit Coffee. Head over to EastlitCoffee.com and show them some love, y'all. Get that coffee, bae.
0: All right, listen. Um for those of you who are grieved in spirit <laughs> and wearing a heavy heart. We love Ivan T. You know, this guy's going to hear this and he's gonna be like, "Yo, you're right. I'm about to ball out right now, right?" Don't 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 give up. Don't give up out there. You know, be encouraged and of good cheer that there are two guys on this planet that love people enough to keep it 1000 with them. Mm-hmm. Right? To to tell them to give them hope, to give them guidance. Right now somebody is like, "You know what? I had a terrible idea." But because of Dan and John, this is going to be an excellent <laughs> idea. Or I'm just going to keep going to work every day. And either way, he that person Win. is winning. Win. They're winning, right? They saved a couple thousand dollars on a bad investment, and they're going to still have a job at the end of the day.
1: Beautiful. Right? Hey, so before we dive into yes. our whole thing on entrepreneurship, yes. uh, I need to talk about something. Oh, it's no. the Olympics.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: And. Yes. I need to get something off my chest. Please do, sir. So I was scrolling the Twitters yep. this morning, mm-hmm. uh, and Slate is a publication that I follow. Yeah, generally like left leaning, seeking to kind of publicate all things that Trump is accurately generally doing yeah. and getting things out there for the world to mm-hmm. see. Kind of like just I would say just left of like Huffington Post and yeah. kind of that realm of okay. things. So not crazy by any means, but. Today, they tweeted out an article from Mm. 2014 that I didn't read in 2014, but I read it now because it's about the Olympics, and it's about the Winter Olympics, and it's about the movie Cool Runnings. (laughs) And the headline got me, clickbait got me, I clicked on it, uh, and basically the article states that while we all loved Cool Runnings, Mm -hmm. especially as a 12-year-old kid, we all should have known that it was racially charged oh, and disappointing at best oh, as a gosh. film and should not be that no one should qualify it as a cult classic mm-hmm. or, or a qu- like a quality Disney movie. Mm-hmm. And they basically wanted to say that they were pandering to white <laughs> audiences with, uh, the story of the Jamaican <laughs> bobsled team, because they were basically using the characters as jesters, like giving them crazy crazy names, Yule mm-hmm. old Brenner and mm-hmm. you know, these, these other names that they were giving them and basically making fun of black people when they're cold and black people in a bobsled. Yeah. Even though in fact <laughs> it was a true story <laughs> where Jamaicans <laughs> were yeah. in a bobsled and yeah. I'm sure struggled with the cold because yes. even as a white man who spent last week in Minneapolis mm-hmm. at minus 10 degrees, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was running around acting a fool because mm-hmm. it was so cold yep. I've never been that cold in my entire life, yeah. and you know I think it was in calgary in the 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 Olympics that mm-hmm. they the actual team went to and was featured in the movie. Mm-hmm. I have such a problem with the like the p c movement when it mm-hmm. gets to this point that yeah. now we're going to like start to like hyper analyze any movie that features black characters or white characters and their motivations. Mm-hmm in such movie specifically black characters and whether or not they were being made gestures of mm-hmm. or if they were being like honored and and I think that's maybe a question to ask but let's not like mm-hmm. look at cool runnings and go off the deep end and say mm-hmm. that is white people like <laughs> having a laugh right at this scenario right like and maybe this is my privilege tell <laughs> me do you have any issues with
0: I would like to sit down with whoever wrote this article and then slap them a couple times. I'm like, bro, like, what is your, or ma'am, like, what is your goal right now? You have nothing else to do, nothing else to talk about. You have no more material. And so I am uh, my original, no, yeah, my, the I don't know what you call it in undergrad. It's not dissertation, but my senior thesis or whatever, right? Was on the images of African Americans in film, past, present, and future. We talked about Mammy. We talked about Jezebel. We talked about the black book. We talked about Uncle Tom. We talked about all these different things, mm-hmm. right? Even cool runnings never even came to my mind. You know but what you I'm saying? You were
1: looking for instances <laughs> yes, of the black yes. image being yes. you know used. Yeah,
0: right. And I mean, I mean, the classic if anybody wants a good look at what this what we're talking about, go look at bamboozled, look at Spike Lee's Bamboozled. That is an excellent idea of the historical ramifications of 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 mammy caricatures of of uh, a black face of all these different things go check that out and then we'll have this conversation and I'm like bro I'm with you on on, on certain levels right to so the thing is like man, When we're in this world, Black Lives Matter, this and that, we're just going to interrupt this, we're just going to da-da-da-da-da, we're just going to dissect things. I'm like, bro, you need to go somewhere else. This is not where you need to start this conversation. There's important
1: places to have this conversation.
0: Yes, Yes. and there's movies you can go to, (laughs) you know, past and present that you can go to. And future, I'm sure. you know what I'm saying? That
1: that are dealing with this issue. But it's like, this is a kid's movie, so of course it's going to be comical, right? and it's going to make a caricature of... Of anybody, Mm -hmm. whether it's John Candy being this kind of like washed up drunken person or it's the athletes who, you know, have their varying like character quirks, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's the daddy's boy in that movie or the like the hyper athlete Mm -hmm. um, or the Olympian that just fell short, like all of these characters kind of play a role. but. I think in general cool runnings at least as a as a child mm-hmm. i watched it and i like these were like mm-hmm. four athletes who i thought were i idolized yeah, on yeah, some level yeah, yeah. and kind of proved to me like hey anything is possible no matter where you're from Bruh. you can accomplish something that seems totally out there and not possible and
0: bro and that's the same as it as whatever what year did you come on 93 what are 94 94 93 so i was 13 when that movie came out right i left the movie theater in curse i'm like you i'm like yo that's crazy i because i think at that time i may have been to the caribbean one time i can't let my wife hear this because she swears i was middle class growing up but we're working class is what we were but you know i might have taken a trip on a cruise or something Uh with my mom right and, and so having been to jamaica or at least the bahamas at that time being familiar with the culture as much as i can be familiar with the culture at 12 or 13 years old um and then seeing this movie, I'm like, "Yo, like these are black people." Of course, now I know the culture's is different. I mean, I'm not Jamaican my enemy. means. is sure. a lot different than African American. That you know, all the dichotomies thereof, nuances thereof. But I left encouraged. Like, "Yo, this is crazy." And then you know, being a kid and thinking you're going to be go to the league or do something special with your life involving sports, I was like, "Yo, that's another avenue for me to pursue one day if I decide that this NBA situation ain't going to work." For out. sure, you know what I'm saying? Like, for I'm gonna sure. be a bob. And it was like, "Yo, it was historical." Like, mm-hmm. and I got all that as a 13 year old. Like, I got, I got the idea that they were bringing. A real life thing to life. Yes. In their own Disney way.
1: And and that you can make believers out of people who yeah. at one point in time you were, were laughing at you. Yeah. At by the end of the movie, like yeah. everyone has this like Jamaican like like spirit yeah, that yeah, they're yeah, like yeah, promoting. Yeah. Like yeah. other teams are wearing their coat like Yeah. And so again, maybe it's a character, maybe it takes it far enough that kids will understand it. Mm-hmm. But I just with the Olympics going on right now and so much uh, propaganda mm-hmm. and other things mm-hmm. happening around these Olympics trying to go after whether it was in 2014 and they're just reposting it now mm-hmm. to try to get some traction or if it was written yesterday I have a serious problem with with people any writers basically writing something like this to mm-hmm. try to like be extra woke yeah yeah, yeah. extra woke and and like and (laughs) who their readers are and like and now I'm gonna like I'm sure there will be a conversation here Mm -hmm. in the next like two or three days where someone wants to like talk about Mm -hmm. you know cool runnings and it's racially uh, racial undertones and I'm like yeah, there, again, there are places that we can define racial sure. undertones.
0: I'm sure, and I'm sure we can find Disney films, and I'm sure we can find Absolutely. sports. Films, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, I I just think that it's a sad place where this is where the culture is going. You know what I'm saying? Like this is where we're going because people have these agendas or whatever they got going on. And
1: I right? just want us to use some common sense. Again, right. I'm not trying yeah. to discredit the conversation that is happening. I'm just saying, let's just not have it around things that we can, with common sense, look at and say, that wasn't anyone's intention. And if you are offended by it, that is your right to be offended by it, but you should also use some common sense that the general population Mm -hmm. of people, (laughs) that movie came out in 94 and we're just hearing about it in 2018, like there's probably not a whole lot there to grab a hold of as far as things to be offended by.
0: I'm definitely going to troll just to read the comments and just to see, just to get a, like, I'm not going to respond or anything like that. But I'm like, I just want this person who wrote this article to get a vibe of real life. Yeah. They're probably 18 years old or 21 years old. I don't think somebody is my age, 37 years old, that saw this movie when they were 13 and were like, yeah, man, for, for 20 years I've been holding on to this thing. And I finally got an opportunity to write this, this dissertation. And I'm going to let people know how Cool Runnings affected me to this day.
1: It's crazy to me, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's it's wow. Let's have bro. some fun, guys. Let's it's, let's yeah. find a way to turn it off sometimes. Yeah, I right. Just, matter of fact, I'm gonna. I hope that
0: they go platinum with. My, I'm gonna watch this movie every day for the next three weeks.
1: It was a little. <laughs> bit, it's 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 not as clear cut as this, but yeah. the Will Smith movie that just came out on uh Netflix.
0: Oh, blight. Was it? Was it? Oh, bright, bright, bright. 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 I loved it, bro, dude. I it loved, it, bro. Fun, yeah, it I loved it was
1: fun man it was fun i tweeted yeah. it out like i'm just gonna throw myself under this bus that yeah. everyone seems to like want to like back up right now like bright was an adult version of men in black right that's all it was with content
0: with consciousness with fun with you know what i'm yeah. saying like and,
1: and people were like well like you know the ogre like hung hung himself in that visual like with that is a visual that we should deal with. Right, right. Like I right, right. I don't maybe it maybe that felt weird and a caricature. I don't know. There were so many points that kinda of came out and a lot of people on like on the Black Lives Matter side mm. of things and everyone just like lost their minds over it and I was just like I I get that you are like I don't quite under mm. I get that other people could be offended by it and I wouldn't understand it because i don't have the cultural necessarily i, wasn't, and I don't understand it <laughs> so there's two people here that don't yeah. and again so that's kind of how i feel about this yeah. is like you we need to find a way to turn turn it off yeah. a little bit and enjoy it and then if it is offensive then let's have a conversation about it
0: listen let me and whenever whenever you want to did this let me know but we can look at let's look at star wars episode one two and three and the characters, the caricatures thereof of people, right? Mm-hmm. We got these Asians as the bad communists. We got Jar Jar Binks as this coonery, buffoonery, black dude. Like there's image after image after image after image we can roast yes. in that. We look at Bright, and all they did was take maybe some Asian people, maybe some Latino people, maybe some black people, and added sci fi and made it palatable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But everybody wants to have a bad one. This is the problem with this YouTube. Twitter keyboard culture where people like oh let me get my five minutes of fame 15 minutes of fame by having a comment about this or saying something about this and I'm like bro if you miss the underlying tones of what the movie was about and what it was trying to convey because you can't have fun and can't enjoy things and then even watching some of the I watched some of the um um, like trailers and stuff that talked about the stuff that wasn't in the movie like the ogres and the great war and this and that and other thing and I'm like bro like this is like a to me a modern version a good version something that I could take with some social commentary of Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. right you got yes. orcs you got fairies you got you know what I'm saying elves you got all these different things and social commentary fairy lives matter like fairy lives don't matter that was pretty funny you know what I'm saying and like you get offended because what you know what I'm saying like what you just want to be offended about something you know what I mean yes. So I don't know bro Caddy these people, bro. Yeah. help hope these folks understand. I'm trying. I'm Stand trying. On. I
1: think let's, let's have a little fun. Yeah. <sighs> That's all I have for them. <laughs> if, if, if you're offended by this, you're part of the problem. You are part of the problem. Uh, um, but anyway, we digress mm-hmm. immensely there. Yes. So we're going to take a quick break, uh, and we are going to be right back to talk about entrepreneurship and how to build a business in 2018. Listen,
0: guys, and few ladies that listen moms, soccer moms, dads, whoever you are. Entrepreneurship is a serious thing, right? Entrepreneurship is about giving your child ballet lessons. It's about being able to pay for your health care. It's about being able to buy a fancy house if you like. It's about being able to feed yourself and your family if you have one. You can't go into entrepreneurship half cocked, right? Maybe when you're 18, maybe when you're 22, but as you get older and realize like, hey man, I'm trying to make a business that replaces my nine to five, that doesn't become a job I own, yep. right? That becomes like a corporation, that becomes something that you don't just, have to. You just yes.
1: said something very enlightening oh. right there that I think is gonna be lay the, the groundwork for everything we're gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. Just go more into detail mm-hmm. when you say a job I own. So what people don't understand about
0: entrepreneurship is that if you do it wrong, this becomes a job, which can be 40 plus hours a week that you own, mm-hmm. that you, slave over that you don't get sleep that you don't do well that you hate that becomes miserable just like most people that have jobs yes right
1: without health care without
0: health care <laughs> without
1: someone to say hey i'm still gonna write your paycheck right right week.
0: right no stability no sense of of hey this will be good tomorrow you the worst
1: sides of all jobs
0: right you own your nine to five that's what you don't want your business to become yep. that's that's not a win um you want it to be and this is a father-in-law conversation that i had with my father-in-law and was talking about CEOs, right, and companies and corporations, like that's the aspiration, whether whatever scale of business you have that you want to be on. Right. CEOs, they come in they push a couple buttons, make some decisions, going about their business, get paid a million, two million, three million dollars a year. And then when they fail, they get a severance package. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Like golden parachute. I, right. I don't want your businesses to fail. But if there's an exit strategy to be had, you want it to become with some millions, some zeros, some checks, some some commas to come. Right. Yep. Um, and just the idea of like there's a big difference between somebody that's a business owner and a CEO of a company. Right and Absolutely. understanding the the functions thereof, and not saying that every company will be a CEO situation, but you can run it as if it's Absolutely. that type of thing. Right? Absolutely. Um. So, re- the reason why we're qualified to have this conversation is the two gentlemen on these microphones that you're listening to are businessmen, started companies. We have. Are we serial
1: entrepreneurs? Are we angel investors? I don't. What What are we? I would I would call myself qualify myself probably more recently mm-hmm. as a serial entrepreneur. I yeah. would say for the last ten years probably. The last eight of those mm-hmm. entrepreneur startup mm-hmm. business. Um, I would only have like two that I could claim and then the last two years I've done four more. Yeah. For me I it's fifteen years since I started my first company, right? Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's been
0: a, a lot of lessons learned. But for me the reason why I started was because I had a passion for something that I wanted to do that I thought could be a good idea to make me money. And it was, again, it was about owning my job when I first started because I didn't know any better. Yep. So just to run down, you want to run down yours? You want me to run down mine? Why don't you run down yours
1: and and I can run down mine?
0: So I started off, um, I forgot to mention this one, pre-show, probably in my... Mm, I would say early 20s, mm-hmm. mid 20s, about the same time. The first thing I did was a clothing line, mm-hmm. right? So I was super Christian at the time, was at my cult church. Everything had to be Jesus from work to play to breathing to exercise, right? So what I did was, again, with this day AF situation, is I was taking the popular shirts at the time and remixing them or whatever, right? So there was a, I don't know if this was a thing in Georgia, but in Cali, uh Oakland San Francisco whatever city you were from they had a shirt that said like Oakland city limits and it would say population like it's the sign right, right San right. Francisco Oakland San Jose whatever totally so mine said heaven <laughs> celestial limit population infinity everybody's welcome it had the infinity sign on there right of course it did yeah I was killing them. you couldn't tell me nothing bro <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing bro someone should have bro like like on the level of saved AF and God is dope. I was somewhere in the middle. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Only because again, it was a flash in the pan. I knew it. I knew it was temporary. I knew there was no longevity in that particular thing. Right. My thing is if I'm seeing what cats are wearing, I see what's going on, what's popular right now, just in the subculture of Oakland. It wasn't, I don't, again, I don't know how far people, I don't know if Castle in L.A. were doing, I don't know if people were doing it in Georgia, but I knew it was a Bay Area thing. Yep. So I was going to ride the wave of Bay Area Christians, like, yo, hey, we're going to heaven, celestial limit, population, da-da-da-da-da, we're running, right? Yep. And, and it, was, it was all right. So then I went from there, I was like, all right, let me do something that's not as you know uh, niche as this. So then I started doing family reunion t-shirts, yep. right? Okay right is that is that the move is that
1: i mean it's something it's like being a wedding photographer you know what i'm saying
0: someone always is gonna need them yeah yeah so summertime things boom and then after that you know you kind of fade off so i had the mindset of like yo this has to grow this has to develop i started off one way and then i kind of shifted right Mm -hmm. um and then after that kind of fizzled out i started my own tax company so i took a class was working at a tax company that would not be named and then i went in my own direction or whatever Only problem with that is I just didn't love numbers like that. Yeah. Like, I was killing cats. I was hitting dudes $300 for hours worth of work, and it really only took me 20 minutes to do, and they was willing to pay because it, it was hard for them yep. and it was easy for me. Yep. Had I stuck with that, I probably would, you know, be in a different place in life <laughs> right now. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But I just, I'm an ENFJ. If, any, if anybody does, you know, personality tests, I'm sure you've done a bunch in yep. your life. Yeah. ENTP. Yeah, man. So, I, I can't do anything that ethically I'm against. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I just... The stuff that's going on, and I just couldn't mess with those numbers anymore. Yep. Uh, from there, and that was like mid 20s, late 20s. I had been doing music production and all that stuff for a long time. So I moved to Atlanta, uh, had already done some production engineering, then I worked for a record company here, Reach Records, started engineering, um, started road managing, started uh, doing a bunch of stuff, you know, and so mm-hmm. that kind of got me in the music business. So I started a consulting company, boom, 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 that goes into PR boom 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 started another company um that kind of fizzled out and uh, we'll talk about how these things fizzle out then i jumped into marketing branding uh advertising yep because that was another passion for me MBA. Yep. i was going to do an MBA in you know oakland as coach church said you can't do your MBA unless you do it here i was like all right never mind i'll just be here you yep, know what i'm saying exactly. so but i still had that spirit and understood how marketing and branding works sure. took some classes did all that other stuff um did that that kind of fizzled out and then i went back to you know passion bro i got my degree let me finish this thing up i'm gonna be a therapist and if i'm gonna do it i'm not working at hospitals i'm not i'm gonna be self employed i'm gonna sure be- fraser i'm gonna be dr phil you
1: know what i mean and that's how don't do that bro Started was from yeah, yeah. that that kind of pivot in your life yeah. and i think what's important to talk about so what i do is like uh now currently is i run a, a, a like a creative house and attached to that creative house is an incubator where i literally mentor entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and so the one thing that i think is so cool about your story that people are afraid especially in starting businesses is the pivot Mm -hmm. and the pivot is something that people things reflect personally Mm -hmm. on them. Like, Oh, I get it. I I have this idea, this vision for a company I'm going to start. And then you get in, you get six months, nine months in. And typically around the year mark, you kind of find you either are struggling Mm -hmm. and you see no way out of it or you're struggling because it takes about 18 months to launch anything (laughs) successfully. And, Uh, You're at the 12-month mark, and you see a pivot. You see, like, light at the end of the tunnel. Like, Mm -hmm. you you have the intention of doing X, and Y seems to be Mm -hmm. the thing that the customer and the public really want from you. And so you pivot to Y. And the entrepreneurial journey is the constant having a vision for what you want for yourself, Mm -hmm. but understanding that the market's going to dictate to you what you actually need to give it. Yep. And so and a lot of times that's it's a tug it's a, it's a tension right because like there's sometimes that the market isn't doesn't know what they want, and you need to be brave enough to give them what they want mm-hmm. what they don't even know they want yeah, Apple yep. would be a, a good yep. example of a company. Touch screens like the, the 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 people want faster horses when they should want a car mm-hmm. a, as a tradition yeah. and so sometimes you've got to be brave enough to do that, and other times you just have to understand where the market is pulling you and and pivot in that way so what i hear a lot of times is people feel uh like they're a failure because they've had to pivot one or two times mm-hmm. through their company but in reality it's going to take two or three additions of you pivoting and finding yeah. your sweet spot before you're going to be successful yeah. and most entrepreneurs i will not invest in a company that is someone's first company yeah. will never do it mm-hmm. because your first company will fail mm-hmm. <laughs> you inevitably are going to make too many mistakes. Whether you got your MBA mm-hmm. or you are just straight out of college, and you find something that you're the best at, and you find a way to make that your business, mm-hmm. you're going to fail at it mm-hmm. until you pivot. Until you figure out that next rendition mm-hmm. of that. And he's not saying overall fail; he's saying there's
0: going to be failures that take place yes. in that situation yes. that you're going to have to again make pivots. I exactly. I can't keep selling these easy shirts. I need to go to the uh... right.
1: What's next? Because <laughs> like some people would say, well, you being uh, a marketing guy has nothing to do with you being making t-shirts, but it has everything to do with mm-hmm. it. You, underst- you, through that first experience, mm-hmm. learned how, what it was to create something that the public wanted, mm-hmm. i.e. a brand, mm-hmm. and then fast forward to eight, nine, 10 uh-huh. years yeah. later, yeah. and it's like, you know how to manage a brand of a person who and then people want. Right. And It's through that first experience that gives you the understanding uh and the clout to be seen across on the table with someone and be like, no, don't do that. Yeah. Let's do this.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think that's again, like even with this, right? This is a side note, but like, don't do that, bro. We're like, all right, first year, hey, dumbassery, please stop. Second year, dumbassery, let's give you some facts too to help yep. you do something different, right? And then year three, we're like, yo, all right, now we're moving into some grown man stuff. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like we're gonna have the dumb we're gonna have a good time, but then we're also trying to help people understand how you live your best a better
1: life. You yep. know what I'm saying, and how to make better moves so we make papers ourselves yep. even with this so yeah my journey i'll, I'll go through it pretty quick mm-hmm. um so started out um with I came out of college as a freelance uh i thought so let me start over mm-hmm. so came out of college with a degree in history and a degree in film thought i was going to be i was a ran a rock climbing gym mm-hmm. um i didn't own it i just was a manager of it um and thought i was going to honestly dirtbag it i would like my dad was in the corporate world. I th- thought that the corporate world was just full of corruption mm. and just steals, you, steals your life. Mm. And so I kind of was like, nah, I'm going to go like, live in Yosemite Valley and rock climb and mm. do those things. So I went on this big, long road trip, and it ended up deciding, nah, I need to go back home. And like, doing that while it sounds romantic, living on the road for a month and a half kind of proved to me like, ah, that sounds <laughs> better in theory than, like it act- than it actually is. <laughs> so I came home. I was gonna be a teacher but yeah. in the process of film of going I filmed a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and it caught the attention of a couple of guys who were in action sports documentary mm-hmm. and they're like hey we need an editor to come alongside us mm-hmm. uh, and what we're doing let's start a company and so that was the first production company that I was a part of uh, ran that production company uh, as the creative director for like six years, basically. Uh, and then there kind of came a, a parting. Uh, there was the owners of that company, me and, uh, and the other two, basically at a slightly different times, basically said, we want to take these in different directions. Mm-hmm. So one of us was the most satisfied with where it was at that point, mm-hmm. And he said, I want to keep running it this way. Mm-hmm. And we said, great. Mm-hmm buy us out. You can, you can keep running with this. (laughs) I I wasn't honestly, that was probably the hardest thing for me to ever give up on. And that was where I learned the lesson of like, I can't personally put my value Mm -hmm. in the success or failure of it. Cause I knew that it had failed as far as what I, the direction I wanted the business to go. Mm -hmm. We were making a lot of money, but we weren't doing things I actually believed in. And so I woke up, you know, after that five year period and my wife was like, you got to do something because I, I don't, i don't recognize you anymore Mm -hmm. you don't want to talk about work you don't want to talk about what you're doing so yeah so that's when it's like okay i got to make a change so left that company um and then for a year the best year of my life i was under a Mm non-compete so i was forced to Mm -hmm. diversify who i was and what i was doing so in that time i um invested in a furniture company that furniture company launched. I invested in fourth district. Mm-hmm. That f- fourth district obviously is here yeah. today. Yeah. Continuously pivoting <laughs> as a as a as a as a lesson learned. Um, <laughs> and then kind of started my own kind of creative agency that was just me basically consulting as a creative director in Atlanta since I couldn't do film work for a year. Mm-hmm. And so over that year, I learned what it was to manage brand digital assets, create not only film, but also um, kind of marketing and brand from brand up builds and, and what it was to kind of fully launch other businesses through Fort District through a sleeper, um, which is the furniture company. And so then once uh, my non-compete was up, launched uh, the, cr- the creative house that I, since the creative director of, uh, alongside a business partner, um, who runs the film side. And then we have someone who runs the brand side and, um, called Oust. And so we've been, Oust has been running for a year now and <laughs> been by far the most successful thing I've ever mm-hmm. even been a part of. And a lot of that goes to my business partner, Carson, who just, uh, works incredibly hard and is incredibly talented. So want to give credit where credit's due. And, and then, yeah and then i just um you know through that success has enabled me to invest in um bitcoin (laughs) <laughs> some bitcoin <laughs> yes um and then um also like we apparel yeah, so if yeah. you've seen we apparel um excited to have partnered with them yeah. um to kind of give them some some money so they can scale what that's they're why doing they,
0: that's why they production looks so fresh He <laughs> <laughs> didn't tell me that i was like yo actually
1: what? i have nothing to do with that oh really uh, that's all Korean, uh, man uh, okay his, one of his guys so all right nice. Um, nice i i definitely gave some free consulting when yeah. it came to like early versions yeah. of those videos but okay. um, but yeah as far as what it was like all right. Kareem but is you're, all you're visionary Kareem. in the building so Kareem is winning y'all winning so y'all he, winning. He, he and again mm-hmm. I love investing and partnering with people who grind harder than me and yeah. that's what it comes down yeah. to yeah. is what I've learned I've, we can dive into the failures because that's yeah. probably the most important thing that people can learn from us but the thing that I've learned that's been true um, through this whole time is any business is attainable and can be successful if you're willing to grind and you run it (laughs) and the market wants it, Mm -hmm. one, that's a predicate. Like, that. it is actually something that is monetizable Mm -hmm. and people will pay you to do. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. But if you're willing to grind, you're willing to knock down doors, you're willing to take meetings, no matter what business it is, if you can get people to sit down with you and are interested in what you have to say, your business can be successful. Mm -hmm. If you don't make the missteps that we've made, Mm -hmm. and I'll just start with one and then you can maybe take one Uh, lesson that you've learned. I got all of them, (laughs) man. (laughs) The biggest lesson I've learned, and I've become a disciple of this, Mm -hmm. like in the incubator that like I run, that's a part of Oust. The number one thing that I tell people is if you run a lean business, you can be successful. Mm -hmm. If you want to spend all your money on this, that, and the other, and pretend that you are successful and want to project success, Mm -hmm. you will fail and you'll fail so miserably. Mm -hmm. I learned this at the first production company. We had eight employees at the time, a couple of interns were in that number, but our burn rate was so much mm-hmm. where we were having to take on jobs that we didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the freedom to say no. Mm-hmm. And so we that's why we woke up after five years, like, how did we get here? We're making a lot of money, but we're not actually doing the things that we want to do. Yeah. And so not running a lean company for like in, in, in my terms, caused the company to fail. And lean means you, your budget is low. Yeah. And it yeah. means like you only, you spend money on things that you actually really need mm-hmm. in the company. Yeah. Um, and the thing that's like kept out, like allowed Alice to be very successful is we run that company so lean, if there's a way to not add overhead, we go that direction mm-hmm. and rapidly innovate trying things. Let's try yeah. this. Let's do this. Let's do this passion project and see if it can get attention, people's attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. That didn't work. Let's try this. And so constantly trying new things, but constantly with a lean mindset, um, of how we can, you know, lower our, our spend, lower our burn rate, um, so that we can put more time on the clock for the business. Yeah. Um, that's led to the, the biggest success and probably the biggest lesson I've learned. Yeah, the the two
0: biggest things, amongst others, I think the two biggest, the two 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 biggest, one is business plan, business model, and knowing how to pivot using your language mm-hmm. in 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 the direction of things needing to change. Oftentimes, again, in my community, we're gonna start this this hair salon, we're gonna start this barbershop, we're gonna start this restaurant, we're gonna start this uh, uh, uh clothing line, right? But there's no plan in place. Mm-hmm. There's no business sense place. There's nothing that you know of that's going to help you do better. You know what I'm saying? You just oh, it can't be hard. I like to cook. I'm gonna start a restaurant, but you're not. You don't know about the location of your restaurant, the people that live in that area, who you're gonna market to, who you're gonna advertise to. You're just hoping that you cook and people will come, right? Mm-hmm. So not having a a thorough business plan with you know there may be some ebbs and flows in different directions, but just making sure that you sit down with somebody or you there's apps out there that you can use now but you're thinking through six months one year two years five years like what is the growth going to be what is the longevity going to be you know you follow me like you really have to like i mean we think because of you know media that these overnight companies and these fly by night that stuff doesn't happen in real life like you try to convince somebody that there's no such thing as an overnight celebrity like even somebody, you remember JJ Icefish? The mm-hmm. guy that was light skinned dude that was YouTube. <laughs> he was singing, it was terrible, and that dude really thought he was going in. He may have seemed like an overnight celebrity because people were making fun of him, but I guarantee you that dude had been singing for a very long time, trying to make it, and his making it was getting made fun of. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that happens. So, But there's no overnight success in business. You have nope. to put in the work, come up with the plan, and make sure that what you're doing is something that actually should be done, can be done, could be done, all of that good stuff. Bro, Absolutely. Right? Um, and then the other thing is personnel, bro. If you don't have the right team, yes. you're done, bro. You're done. Like, And right team doesn't mean four or five people that are you're, you're cool with. Yeah. It means, hey, any business that you have has to have money in your budget for marketing, for advertising. Yes. Any business that you have has to have money in the budget to be able to brand well. Yep. Any business that you have has to have money in the pot to make sure that, hey, if something goes wrong... We can cover this if you know what I'm saying. Like if you start in your own restaurant and a and a, a, a grill goes out, or if something that re, that's needed to cook food, you know what I'm saying. You have to have enough going on, yep. enough reserve to make sure that you can cover that expense, yep. right? So it's just that's part of the business plan. That's part of the model. But making sure there's people in places, like even if again. Hey, I can't necessarily afford to get a new burner or a new grill, but I know somebody that fixed them. That's part of the team. That's part of the squad. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do marketing, branding, you know, somebody has to go get the business. Somebody has to actually make the, you know, the, the what do you call it? Um, the logos, the mm-hmm. the, the websites, the dot, yeah. you know what I'm saying?
1: The visual identity. Visual
0: identity, right? You have to have people in place. And if the people that are in place, this, isn't the, this is not life or death. Like if they're like, oh, I can kind of do this. Oh, I got to do this. If people have other things going on, you can just let them go.
1: Oh, plan B's. Yeah. If you have a plan B and you're doing a startup, it's going to stay plan B forever. Yep. Because, pl- because startups are hard mm-hmm. and you have, it has to be, it has to be one of those things that has to be successful. Yeah. yeah. If you have like, you got to burn the boat is yeah. the kind of the way that I've heard. Yeah. Like you get to the Island that you're of, that is your startup. Mm-hmm. And if you don't burn that boat and give yourself a, take away the way out, mm-hmm it's never going to be successful. And that's something we learned at fourth district, me show Adon, and you all had other things (laughs) when we kind of came around Fourth district and said, Hey, we believe this should exist. So let's work on it as like the back burner side Mm -hmm. hustle kind of deal. And it's for, you know, for three years or maybe closer to four years now, it's, it's been successful in Mm -hmm. various ways, but Mm -hmm. it's also limped along in some ways just because none of us needed it to be the thing that provided for us. Yeah. And so that's definitely kind of, if, you, if you're ready to go all in, if you have something, I think it should be stated like from the beginning, mm-hmm. you should only go down this path of entrepreneurship if you find something that you love doing that you will do if no one paid you to do it. Yeah. yeah. If that is the case, then you should figure out a way to go all in on that thing. You will be most happy doing this. And I think you can generally find a way to make money at it. Yeah, yeah. If it's something you're just doing because you think you can make a quick dollar, I have these friends in my life you, you probably do too that's like the like uncle who always has the wacky idea <laughs> of like the get rich quick scheme yep. but what you said earlier, it takes time. those people fail and they fail as a consistent character yeah. flaw yeah. because you can't. there's no get there's no get rich quick it yeah. takes you're gonna have to do something you love because it's going to take a while for it to be successful bro
0: do you know um if people aren't from Atlanta, they probably don't know. But on Boulevard, there is, a, before you get to Memorial, if you're coming off the highway, there's a, I think it's a restaurant now, but there was a, it used to be a barbecue restaurant that was put there by, it was a rapper who died here, but he died in Atlanta. I mean, he died in LA. Light-skinned dude. I can't remember his name, but the restaurant was started by his family. I was hoping it would do well. I was, you know, we would go and support. That's when I was working at Reach and the mm-hmm. office was right down on Boulevard or whatever. And it's just like, bro, they were closed within a few months. And it happens over and over and over again because people get a check. Maybe somebody dies, you get a settlement. Maybe you get an accident, you get this, you know, big check from the accident or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. You, people that win the lottery, they they go broke or commit suicide because they they just losing money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, man, that's not it. That's not why you start a business because you got a settlement and you have an idea. Yep. Right. That's 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 a recipe for disaster. And I, you know, you know, I hope those people are still doing well or whatever. But you see it all the time. And then location. You're in a terrible location. You want people to come and eat at your restaurant, but you don't have space for them to park. <laughs> you
1: know what I'm saying? Yes. Like that
0: doesn't, I don't understand what we're talking about. There's right a now. lot of
1: businesses that struggle along and that yeah. there's a lot of businesses that struggle along too, because the people on the team and this yeah. kind of like building on something you already said, the team is if you are not, if you, what you, what, if what you as the owner of the business, mm-hmm. it, if what you bring to the table is not the edge mm-hmm. and by edge, I mean the thing that you do better than anybody else, yep. then you're going to fail and that's an, or, or you're going to struggle mm-hmm. Four Districts is another great example of this. We built a web platform and not one person on the team actually knew how to code <laughs> or build a website. We yep. spent a lot of money yep. building the first and second versions of this website mm-hmm. that we still have not fully recouped because we basically were at the mercy of the people that we got connected yeah. to. Come on, man. We wanted to build, we wanted to do a high quality website. Yeah. We wanted it to be work and function and not be just a Squarespace, you know, theme. Mm-hmm. So we went all in on it thinking that we could, one, monetize the web, which none of us had had experience doing. And so we didn't, like, we weren't coders. We weren't, you know, we didn't understand the the full breadth of, like, building a website. Mm -hmm. And so for the longest time, we kind of struggled with that side of things Mm -hmm. and didn't have someone on the team that was an expert in that area. So whatever business area you're getting into, make sure that you are the expert in that that field Mm -hmm. when it comes to, like, I don't think and when it film and digital assets, like I can sit at any table with anyone and talk that world, yep. understand the cost, understand what goes into it. So I'll never get taken advantage of, and mm-hmm. I'll never take advantage of other people. Cause I'll, mm-hmm. I'll know what I'm talking about. So whatever field you're in, like I mentor a company right now who wants to build this incredible app. It's an incredible vision for this app, but no one on the team knows how to build an app. So they're mm-hmm. looking for to either pay someone yep. to build it, too much money it's going to take way too long and too much money or give equity away to someone to try to get someone on the team which is probably the better way to go but they struggle to find someone who's willing to go all in on this vision yeah but i'm telling they're trying to raise money right now now to pay someone to build the app Mm. and i'm like you're going to run out of money guaranteed you're going to go to a digital agency who's going to build this app for you and the first version is going to cost you probably your whole budget of Mm -hmm. what you raise and then after that you're going to need version two three four and five before it even goes to market yeah it's going to cost you so much money and you be, like at that point in time you better believe you're sitting on the next facebook yeah. if you're going to spend that much money
0: and that begs the the point you need to be whoever you are if you're the brains or whatever the, whatever role you are you need to be the dumbest person in the room whoever else is on the squad You could be amazing, they better be. It's like marrying the upgrade. You better make sure they are that much more amazing than you because you don't want people that are just at your level or just average or whatever the case may be. You want everybody to be in that room to be brilliant. I don't care if it's just you and one other person or if it's just you. You just got to make sure you you know every aspect, which puts a little pressure on you, but you got to know marketing. You got to go branding. You got to know advertising. You got to know the market that you're in. You got to know all these different things. And so I think that if you don't hear us saying the squad goals have to be tight, like the squad has to be above average the squad has to be willing the squad has to be willing to go all in you're setting yourself up for i won't say disappointment you may win but it just may take longer than it should Mm -hmm. and burn more resources and more heartache and and, oh for sure you know what i'm saying
1: four district has been that story like i don't mind putting those cards on the table like it's probably taken twice as long and twice as much money to get it to where it is today and get people interested and jumping on and like seeing the momentum and seeing what it's doing in the culture Mm -hmm. and, and the reach that we now have, I think all of that could have been, you know, twice as fast and half as expensive if we had done things differently. Uh, if you had, if we had done it lean from Mm -hmm. the beginning Mm -hmm. and, and that goes to the furniture company, how do you start that lean? And there was ways that we did and didn't do that there. And so wasted money there. Um, and right now, we're trying to take all of those, you know, uh, lessons learned and put them into Ous and put them into Wee, yeah. and 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 try to move them forward. And that's why, if it's your first company, do it. and Do it so that you're not going to wake up one day sad that it failed and you lost a bunch of money. Yeah. But start it and learn the lessons because you won't learn those lessons until you actually yeah. press go on a company, yeah. and then give yourself a defined timeline to be like, if this mm. is set successful by X and it's going to take at least 18 months, yep. most likely it's going to take two to three years before mm-hmm. it really gets traction. Mm-hmm. But set that like end date where you're like, if it's, this is not popping by this time. Right. I will figure out a plan B mm-hmm. at this time. Don't yeah. give yourself it during, but like yeah. at that point in time, start to say, okay, now I have to start seriously considering my family and the state that I'm putting them through. Because I've seen too many guys not be con- like have such a vision, but they never get it off the ground and they put their family through hell yeah. in order to see it come. Because there's a point where it's no longer worth it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So being wise in the time frame that you engage in this thing, being
0: wise about the money that's spent and knowing, again, if you're single and you got no worries, it's all good. But if you got a family and everybody's trying to eat, you can't be the guy, oh, my wife works, so I'm gonna just be out here doing all this reckless stuff trying to make this happen. And or your wife don't work, and you just out here being reckless, and you know trying to make all this stuff happen, and your kids not eating. You know what I'm yep. saying? Or you borrowing a bunch of money, or you going to credit card debt, or whatever the
1: case may be. There's a certain season of life yeah. that being an entrepreneur mm. makes the most sense, yeah. and that's you know right after you graduate college, right. probably through like till you have your first kid. Yeah, yeah. And that's the season that you can learn these lessons. You can you know lose some money mm. and 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 take those lessons and move on. If you're the if you're 39, 40 like trying to start your first business, you're tired of the corporate grind, maybe you have this brilliant idea and you might be the perfect person to start that business. I mean, Jeff Bezos, I don't know when he started Amazon, mm. but I don't think he wasn't a young cat when he right. started Amazon. Yeah. So there's examples of people who like later in their careers have an idea and are able to to pull off something amazing, but it should be something that you calculate like that you have the money yeah. to do and if you fail that's okay yeah calculated risk man you yeah. count the cost like you you have you have to be willing to lose everything that you put on the table mm-hmm. when you start a business
0: yeah. and research it's like research 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 i don't think people do enough research and understanding like hey who has done this before? Who has tried this before? Yes. Why did they fail? Why did they win? What I can do different? How I can be different in the market? What my product or what a service is that's different or whatever? Like even um, uh, barbershops, right? So mm-hmm. the barbershop that I currently go to is a chain per se, right? It's not like Supercuts. It's, you know, it's black owned or whatever. Case maybe, and they cut you know, black people's hair, right? Which Supercuts, I did that once in high school. didn't work out for me. <laughs> um, that was a bad situation. But the idea is how they run their business is, hey, whatever site you go to is the same. Same quality of service, same prices. They got a sheet out there that tells you for this, for this, for this, for this, for this, so you know that wherever you go, it's like McDonald's. Wherever you go, the price is gonna be the same. The food's gonna taste the same, whether you like it or not. Whatever. Yep. Same thing with this with these barbers. They're here. They're on time. They're timely. They do what they do. They talk right. I mean, talk appropriately. You know, some barbershops you go to, the, you know, they're you know, it's 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 good conversation. It's it's a lot of things happening. But it, I was one to one in Dunwoody. Now I'm going to one in Decatur, and it's the same level of, of, of yep. care. You know what I'm saying? So making sure that hey, if I have this barbershop, what are the things that I see in barbershops that just they got high ro- rotation of barbers they got the clientele that we don't want you know what I'm saying they're servicing people and they're having to be cheap because they're just another barbershop. shop you know what I'm saying do your research to know that hey if I'm gonna charge twenty twenty five thirty dollars for for a haircut it's better be worth twenty twenty five thirty because there's a lot of ten dollar barbers you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so you got to make sure the quality of service and what you're offering uh, what you're offering meets the expectations or exceeds the expectations of the people and that comes from research you have to know like I, you know, I mean, it's so many examples you can go with with tech with Steve Jobs and this, that and Zuckerberg and all these different people. Mm-hmm. Read up on these people. Yep. And see what they
1: got going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like we could talk about this yeah, all day. Um, real quick. Why yeah. don't you th- shout. <coughs> Sorry. Mm, that sound like it hurt. Um, All right. um, I was struggling there for yeah. a second.
0: We could talk about this all day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like we could talk about this all day uh, and we probably could with all of the lessons and and the minutia and, and, you know, hiring slowly, firing fast is another one that I've learned along the way. But let's shout out some some books that we feel Mm. like. Oh, real quick. Can I actually Mm. say one thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If (laughs) you're listening to a podcast, which hopefully you don't listen to us for only entrepreneurial advice. (laughs) If you are an entrepreneur and you spend more than an hour a day listening to entrepreneurial podcasts, mm-hmm. you are losing. No one that's ever started a huge yep. successful business yep. will will go back and quote something they learned on a podcast mm-hmm. as the reason that they like finally mm-hmm. found success. Yeah. Yeah. Like you think yep. about... Patagonia. Mm-hmm. He was a surfer who like knew how to build a business based off of his life experiences as a surfer and like, and mm-hmm. finding that life balance that gave yeah, him the yeah, edge. Yeah. You were going to find your edge and who you are and what makes you different and, and why you're the expert in that certain field. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk didn't like, didn't listen to read a mm-hmm. necessarily read a book or listen to a podcast. These things are important things. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually going to shout out a few books that I think are really important, but like, have faith in who you are yeah. and I get so tired of mentoring some of these folks that, that they come in they'll be like well I just like listen listen to this podcast it's like I think it's gonna be the difference maker for me I doubt yeah. it yeah <laughs> don't think so All
0: right there's a billion of them it's
1: like it's like a sermon yeah. that you like yeah. I, you can't like have people listen to a sermon and 24 hours later they won't be applying it or think about yeah. what they heard 24 hours before give me three
0: hours I might have already forgotten Bro. I didn't take notes I'm like Ugh.
1: and so look, there's some great things in how mm. I built this and you know other great entrepreneurial podcasts, but they sh- it shouldn't be an everyday thing, let alone like yeah. a multiple hour thing per day yeah. um, because you probably need to work on your business, work in your business rather than listening to others how they built their business. Mm-hmm. You need to make the mistakes so that you don't make them again. You're not yeah. gonna just going to listen to someone and all of a sudden not make the mistake right. that they talk about, Yeah. most likely. You have to kind of experience it. With that being said, though, a few books that I'm going to shout out and love to hear kind of anything that you're you're reading right now mm-hmm. or, you know, using like NerdWallet was something I like you yeah. thrown out last week that I would never heard of and mm-hmm. I've been checking out recently. Um, but for me, Lean Startup um, is an incredible mm-hmm. book um, and uh, Zero to One mm-hmm. is another great book um, for entrepreneurs and Good to Great is a great mm-hmm. book once you've launched and are thinking through taking the next steps in your business yeah. of how you can go from leader to CEO mm-hmm. mindset and how to be a good CEO. Yeah. How to be somebody who's not about their success and their personal brand, but the brand of the business that they're working on. Yeah. For
0: me, this is the book that kinda
1: put me in a direction. And it's, it's, just, it's not a traditional like
0: lean startup or whatever the case may be, but there's this guy. You ever watch Mad Men? Yeah. So Mad Men was my, I mean, it's. It's not even I don't know but I you know being a marketer and advertising and all that I just mm-hmm. glean so much from the show or whatever right so the guy that's considered to be the real madman you know from that time I guess 60s 50s or whatever 70s um, George Lewis or Lois L O I S damn good advice um, and it's a book about his like personal anecdotes. it's like every page has one lesson on it or something like that and it kind of talks about what he learned and what he experienced i would say i would advise people to kind of start with something like that to kind of see if they can get their juices flowing they can pull ideas they can kind of figure out where they belong in the market and what their product is or whatever that is that -hmm. that they're pushing or peddling depending on what you want to say so damn good advice by george uh uh, lewis or lois however you pronounce his name pronounce his name um i think is a place where it's just good to get juices flowing and thinking things um because you know at the end of the day like again like you're saying you could you can watch stuff YouTube's, listen to stuff whatever the case may be but if you don't have any fuel that's kind of leading you in the direction that you're going in you kind of just i don't know i don't know people like they feel like i can just replicate what somebody did without first having their minds made up if this is something i should be doing yep you know what i mean i feel like and this is a book that kind of can start that
1: um get that going love it man yeah i love it any final thoughts
0: uh, I mean, I, I, we can't harp on it enough, man. Like, if you want to start something, if you think it's a great idea, you need to run it by somebody. You need to take your time in starting it up. Like, get some good advice. Get some focus groups going on. Talk to somebody that doesn't love you. Like, a, you know, somebody that will say this is a terrible idea and tell you the truth. Um, because the last thing you want to do is, is just take this to a bunch of family members that just want to see you doing something because you ain't been doing nothing or just want to see you happy. They're not going to tell you the truth. Um, get somebody that doesn't love you that will hate you and love you enough at the same time to tell you hey this isn't a good idea make sure the team is if this is something that involves more than just you make sure you get your squad tight make sure everybody in the room is smarter than you again it's like marrying the upgrade make sure that they're better than you at what you do make sure that every aspect of the business somebody is in your circle that you can call on or get advice from or at least get discounted services so that you're not spending a bunch of money up front um read the books get educated on what it is you're doing make sure that the market wants what you want or they don't know that they need what you have mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think of recap stuff um,
1: proof of concept is another thing yeah. Like yeah. that's another reason to stay super lean basically yeah. what you just described like make a product that just even proves to you that the market wants what you are going to give yep. them um, make sure you're willing to die for this thing. Like, yes. there's no
0: plan B's there. Stop it. There's no plan B's. Like, you got plan A, and you're going to see that to its mm-hmm. end. Again, predicated on it being a good idea. Yes. <laughs> Something that you should be doing. Um, and again, man, I think one of the things, the biggest thing that I've learned is that I can't work harder than the other people on my on, my, on the team. Mm-hmm. If I'm the only, if I'm the hardest working person, yes. it's going to be, it's going to be a problem. Yep. Like, you, you can't, you can't beat a dead horse into coming alive and making something happen you know what i'm saying you have to make sure that everybody's in it for the long haul everybody understands that it's going to be a duration um and that everybody's moving in the same direction
1: and yeah clear expectations of what everyone's going to be involved in what they're responsible for you got to be a good leader to be an entrepreneur because it can only scale so much past what you are able to do and since you mentioned that i got you,
0: you use hoopla uh-uh. Hoopla is an app that you can use and rent free books and audiobooks or whatever. But all you got to do is put in your library card number, Oh, dope. You whatever library you're in. So I was reading a book called, uh, or listening to a book called, Four Essential Keys to Effective Communication in Love, Life, and Work Anywhere. It's dope. It's, I'd listen to it. It's a two-hour listen, I think. Just listen to it on my rides home or whatever the yep. case may be. Because you mentioned being a good leader, yeah. effective communication in leadership, in business, in life, in love is is it's it's what needs to happen exactly. Um, and I think that if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you have to know how to talk to people. You have to know
1: how to communicate with people. Yep. So yeah, my, my last kind of two mm-hmm. thoughts is um, generally as you're starting a business, uh, you should at least try to raise money for that business mm-hmm. because if you're using your if you're the only one using money, uh, it probably like you have no proof that it's actually some, a good idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you go and ask other people for money, and I'm not talking about going to your mom who believes in you <laughs> to do anything, but like right. f- like friends who are b- have high business acumen, hey, would you invest in this? Yeah. And if they say no, you should use that as like a red flag. Like maybe yeah. this isn't uh, the best idea ever. Uh, and then the last thing, God, what did, you, what did you just say? You just said something. Um, Effective communication, talking to people. Right before that. Um
0: Squad, everybody being better than you.
1: Damn. I don't know what I was gonna uh, say. Maybe forget mine too. I had another shit. One. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I don't take other people's money. Yeah. Oh, I got oh. it now. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. And then the second thing is is don't pretend that you're successful before you actually are yes. successful.
0: Don't let social media this fool is, you.
1: This <laughs> is something that kills me. Is I helped mm-hmm. launch a business last year. Mm-hmm. And you need the wave of friends and family mm-hmm. to support you. If you have a good idea, they will support you. Mm-hmm. And you believe in that idea. Let them support you. Mm-hmm. Be honest. Be like, hey, we are barely, like, we need y'all to get behind this. Tell mm-hmm. your friends, tell mm-hmm. your family a lot about this podcast. Tell people about this podcast. Yeah. We are not that successful yet. Yeah. We need write-ups in magazines. We need write-ups in yeah. newspapers. We need people to talk about us online. Don't do that, bro. Hashtag DDD. D D T B R O because when people pretend that they are successful before they are, then people stop caring. The people closest to you stop caring and move on and don't feel like they need to help. And, and, but you feel like this tug to prove to them Mm -hmm. that you're successful. Don't worry about me. My business is successful. Mm -hmm. And I get that. I get that urge to like want to portray success But if you do it too early, you uh, could potentially actually kill your business because your friends and your family and your network is your greatest advocacy to help propel you over the hump. Um, And if you show that you are successful too early, people will be like, oh, cool. I don't have to worry about them anymore. Yeah.
0: And my, my big, bro, that is brilliant. And it leads me to the last thing I'll say it's the how. People forget that people matter. And if you're out here trying to start a business or you have a group of people starting a business and you don't do things right, like by people, like how you do things, people are worried about the, the what, like what we're doing and CEOs, business leaders, managers, they forget that people matter and they don't. See them with the dignity and the worth that they have, and they treat them terribly, and you don't get anything done. If you're going to be a good leader, a good business owner, and be successful, you have the how you do things, what you want people to remember you by, your obituary type type stuff, has to be on point, man. You gotta treat people right. You gotta treat people fair. You gotta be equitable. You gotta be uh, ethical. Like that has to happen. And when you start cutting corners, and when you start taking shortcuts, and we start abusing power and doing these different things. Bro, it's it's a recipe for disaster and people don't they just don't care enough about people to even small businesses. I see small businesses you walk into a restaurant somebody talking crazy to their staff or they doing certain things I'm like bro, I'll never be back here again you're yep. a jackass man you know yep. what I'm saying like the how is important man and we live in a, a what culture like we just want stuff done we just want to be really millionaires we just want to be rich we just want to be famous and that's that's not the end goal yep
1: yeah. yeah there's a lot I'm sure we'll come back to this topic yeah. at some point in time uh, as it it really is kind of something I'm kind of surprised we haven't touched yeah, on. It's probably just, you know, we're getting more comfortable. Yeah. We want to put our cards on the table for yeah. y'all. Um, so, uh, like John said at the top, I'm Dan Duncan. I'm John Parker. This is don't do that, bro. Hey, live better. We're trying to help y'all win. Come on, man. Tell us, uh, tell us what we can do better. Yeah. Uh, you know reach out to us on twitter um and we want to chop up anything we talked about on this podcast with y'all i think we're working on a facebook page Mm -hmm. that you guys can comment and we can you guys can add your thoughts and you guys can communicate with one another um i saw this dope facebook page where it's just this community people like posting videos Mm -hmm. vlogs of themselves talking about you know the book that they were talking Mm -hmm. about together and it's like man like we should do that with the community don't do that, bro we
0: need that don't do that yeah, bro. yeah tribe, let's man. do it yeah
1: so we're working on some cool things coming soon we're working on some consistency uh making this the main thing the main thing yeah yeah all right all right all right peace Tune them.